Hi, and welcome to episode 82 of Sustainable Photography. Today, I have Yvonne van Dalen back with me to help inspire you on how you can, in Yvonne's words, work from the soul and embrace your savvy self. You are perfect and people need what you do. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, a podcast all about business tips, inspiration, and confidence building. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, the host of this podcast, and after over a decade as a photographer, I now help talented photographers run sustainable businesses. And for full transparency, you should know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I will probably mention some of those in this episode. Ivan van Dalen is a creatives business strategist and founder of the Creatives Coach Academy, where she helps struggling creative entrepreneurs worldwide turn their passion into a profitable business. Let's hear what she's been up to since we last met her. Hi, Ivan. Welcome back to the podcast because you have been here before. Hi, Ingvild. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, of course. I am so happy that you wanted to come back and you talked about your background before, so we're actually not going to start at the very beginning. We are going to start at the place where you realized that something wasn't really right for you when it came to photography and you wanted to make a change. I guess you can start by saying a tiny little bit about you, but just skip to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I used to be a photographer. I can proudly say now my background is in sworn translation, which I did for 15 years, but I just picked up my hobby, which made me happy, which was creating images, working with people. And I did that for quite some time. I specialized in newborn photography and everything around the new family. So the pregnancy, the newborns, the babies. But I was feeling very, very worn out because you probably know it, but for those who don't, newborn photography is a very physical. It takes a long time. You have to have a baby on a small poof and you have to bend over a lot. You have to work with the child, which is something that just put a heavy, heavy toll on my back, my neck, wearing the camera. Before I switched to the digital stuff with just mirrorless, I was working with those heavy DSLRs, you know, and I spent all my time at the chiropractor, at the therapist to get massages, and I was just fed up. But I, I kept doing it because new humans are beautiful and I love working with people. But the back pain started to take over. And after I had done a newborn session, I would normally take two to three days to recover from it because my my hips were hurting, my back was hurting, my shoulder, my neck. And then one week when I was in bed again after a horrible newborn session, the people were great, but the session went so rough that I was in bed for three days. I started Googling for a center to help me with my chronic back pain. And that's when I found the back house, as it's called the Brughaus in Dutch. And that started me on a journey of a one-year rehabilitation program to get out of those chronic pains and all the symptoms that come with it. And one of the first sessions that I did with one of all the therapists that I had was, what do you really want? And I was just blown by that question. The first thing I said, paint. And I thought, is this me? 
Did I say this? Did this come out of me? Because I used to paint all the time when I was younger. That was my my medium, just creating, being with the materials, you know, having the brushes, the colors, showing what came out of me as an artist. So, yeah, while I did the rehabilitation program for my back pain, I had closed down the studio, which was a very daunting decision, but it just had to be done because I had to get back into shape, get out of pain. And so while I still did my coaching, I work with photographers and creative entrepreneurs. I had free time up to work on my health, work on everything that needed to change, but also had time to change into what would that look like being a painter, an artist. And it just all came from there. It's been a year and a half now since I started doing the rehabilitation program. No more back pain. I've closed down everything, everything related to newborns and all the photography that I used to do. I sold all my props, which was, there's no way back now. You have to be <laughs> no photographer for newborns, but you're going to do this. So yeah, I was sweating my pants, <laughs> but I'm doing it. And while I was doing photography, I also noticed that a lot of other photographers started asking me questions. And I told this in the previous episode that we did together that I started the coaching business in 2018. But now switching from the newborn photography to being a paid artist is also that's something that people want to know, people that I coach, because there are a lot of people who really have that creativity. They are only the photographer, but they would like to do more with it. So yeah, that's a long answer maybe, but it's what's happened and I've not looked back since. I don't miss it. First of all, it's really impressive that you actually made that decision. I think a lot of people might sit with it too long and think, I'm not really happy, but I've come this far and I should keep doing it. Is there any signs to look for? to know that you're kind of on the wrong path? Yeah, when you're dreading your next customer coming in, when you don't feel like doing the thing that you were first so happy about doing. I mean, I love photography and I loved what I did, but it wasn't switching me on anymore. It wasn't, oh yes, I get to do this. It was, oh, I have to do this. Happy when they were happy, I would still put my best foot forward, but I was not in it with everything, with my heart, with my energy anymore. And I felt that I was doing them a disservice of not being that photographer anymore. I also started procrastinating on the stuff that I used to love. I mean, editing or culling my images or designing an album, which they love to have. I was like, oh, Gosh, I hate this. And that was just, wow, what's going on? What's my internal dialogue? Why are you talking like this about the stuff that you love to do? Okay, I think something's going on. You need to be really honest with yourself and start asking yourself questions like, do I want to keep doing this? Or do I want to do it in a different form? Or do I need to take it? a new chapter in my life? Do I want to have a new passion? 
yeah, it was just those really discontented feelings that started to come up every time I would walk into my studio here, sit at my desk and go, oh, God, another day. That's not what I started my business out with, but it was a sure sign that things needed to change. It sounds very recognizable for me as well, going through that, starting to really dislike what you used to love. And it is important to make a change then, because I think if you don't, you could be getting some serious health problems down the line. Yeah, your negativity starts to have a backlash. It internalizes. It's like everything that you do without enthusiasm or... It's not that we all have to go through life happy and, yeah, super duper. No, it's just you feel when you are doing what you're doing is not matching up with what makes you happy or what makes you content or what fulfills you, it starts to drain energy instead of giving energy. You know, sometimes you're around people who drain your energy and you come home and you go, oh, that was a heavy, heavy meeting or a heavy evening. And when it feels like that all the time, you start to put a strain on your health. I mean, you're constantly stressed, your adrenal fatigue is going up. It's hard to do something about self-care because you're constantly frustrated or annoyed or drained and then everything can start to go in a downward spiral. But when you have that light switched on again of something that is actually what you love doing, and it doesn't have to be a complete business switch, it can be twitching what you're doing or tweaking what you're doing, but then you'll start to feel oh, this makes me happy again. This gives me inspiration. This motivates me. And that has an effect on your customers as well. So yeah, keeping honest and constantly reflecting on how was my week? What can I do different? What went well? Has it made you have any new discoveries or a new way of thinking about what sustainability is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I put myself on the calendar first. And then whatever time is left, I have left to work. And it sounds so stupid because people always start optimizing their calendars and planning and the 5 a.m. club and blah, blah, blah. And I've done it all and I've tried it all. And it's just do what works for you. That's sustainable, right? Some people thrive on five hours of sleep. I don't. I need eight to ten. And I'm perimenopausal right now. Yeah, I'm 47. And gosh, no, I'm 48. Right. Not much gray hair here, but <laughs> I'm really going through a different stage in my life, like perimenopause. It gives me such a different stage in life than, let's say, 15, 20 years ago or 10 years ago even. But I need my sleep. And I see a lot of especially my coaching clients, they just have the kids in bed and they have the evening off so they can work and they go to bed late, they don't sleep, they don't relax, they don't have any off time and they are in front of a screen late at night and then they wonder why they feel drained and exhausted and they need a lot of coffee. So they work their way backwards. Sustainability is taking good care of your health first so you can perform best. And for me, it's having enough time to sleep, 
I sound like someone who loves sleeping, which I actually am, but sleeping, eating well, exercising, having time off with your loved ones. I love cuddling with my kids and my boyfriend. And then when you show up like that to work, you can do your best because you know everything is is okay. You've done your your best to charge your battery and then you can show up the best way that you can be. And sustainable is also having systems in place so you don't have to repeat things over and over again that you can just automate, ask for help. So build a team. You can have a VA or an intern who does the basic stuff for you. And just niching for yourself, niching your focus on what needs to be done and just drop everything else because there's so much noise. I use apps that help me focus, that block websites. I'm, when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm off, I'm off. I'm having my free time and my work time. And I don't try to mingle those. That's more sustainable for me. But that's something that I learned along the way by making a lot of mistakes, by working 60 plus hours a week, hardly earning anything. So sustainable businesses also are those who are charging what they are worth. And yeah, that's what has worked for me. And I think it feels authentic. It feels what I like to do and can do best. And as soon as something pops up, I examine that. Does it feel right? Do I service my clients in the best way? What can I improve? Do I need to skip this? Or do I need to change this? Just being really honest with yourself, that is also sustainable because doing your business in an inauthentic way, you can't do that. It drains you. I'm sure that some of the photographers who are listening are kind of newer in business and they have the mindset of I need to work a lot and I'm not supposed to make a lot of money. Do you have any advice for them? Is it possible to still put yourself first when you're in the position where you're you're not even breaking even, you're losing money because you're you have so many expenses? Yeah, there's so much that you can do, but what do you do when you're in a crisis? Like in a plane, you put on your oxygen mask and your life vest on yourself first before you can help others. So if you want to show up and start thriving in that business, thrive yourself first. Love yourself, appreciate yourself, and also try to be aware of how you feel when you're actually working. Are you happy or constantly stressed when you're working because you feel behind or you feel like you should be doing it this way or you feel that you should be perfect? A lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they start out, they feel they need to be a certain way and that stresses them out and they are uncertain, they feel like an imposter and that takes away from you showing up as the best person that you can be for your clients. So it's not about working more and more and more and working without feeling rested or without charging anything. It's a total package, but what I would start with is stepping back and looking, how much time do I actually have? We all have the same amount of hours in a week. How do I spend my time? If you're constantly working and you don't have time to rest or digest what's going on, okay, 
then you need to raise your prices. You need to, because otherwise you'll be suffocating within probably six months or three months or a year. You'll burn yourself out. So raising your prices and asking yourself, what would it look like to actually thrive in the business, but also in your life and stop doing what everyone else is doing? Take a step back and see who you really are. What makes you different from everyone else? Why would people pay you for that? Market that and show your face, raise your prices and stand by them. And I've had a photographer here in the studio for a workshop who did 26 sessions a week. Yeah, I can see your eyebrows raising, but she was exhausted. She was very young. She didn't have children yet. She now is a mother, but 26 sessions times 50 euros a week. She was just working herself into the ground. So I said, how are your clients? Oh, they are awful. They are nagging about an extra image that I want to sell them for two and a half euros. I said, what? One image? 250? Not 250, but 2.50 euros. Yeah, she says, they just don't get it. It's just awful. Okay, raise your rates. If you do, instead of 50, you do 100, how many clients would you have to process in one week? 26? No, 13. And she said, wow, that would be amazing. So she felt overwhelmed and she was just starting out and she was buying all the things that she needed to have in order to be the good photographer or the perfect one. I said, no, just slow down and really take a look at what you're doing. I mean, a hundred per client is, is nothing, but if you double your rate, you will get rid of those who nag you about an extra image for 250. You will have 50% of your time left over to either relax. And she was like, relaxing, what is that? And you will have 50% time, more time to either improve your marketing or improve your portfolio. And if you feel confident with that, you can go to 200 and then you will not need 13, but six clients. And she got it. I just saw the light coming on. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, I think stop peddling, stop running around and just slow down and see what you're actually doing. See how much time you have and how much time you need to live. And then you will see how much time you have to work. And that can be 40 weeks, hours a week. You don't have to have the laptop lifestyle from the beginning. It's like a fairy tale that you see on Instagram. It is possible, but I started out doing everything that I could at, at very low rates and feeling overwhelmed. And it only changed when I had a burnout. I survived a depression. Then I had a burnout with two young children and something had to change. So I speak from experience. I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed and constantly behind on what you should be doing or want to be doing. And no one has become better from burning themselves out. No one. So be kind to yourself. Now you have kind of a newfound passion in your business. You're doing something that you thought you wouldn't. Why do you think it matters to do the thing that you're passionate about? Um, the thing that you really want? And, and do you have to do it for your business, for it to count? Do you have any thoughts about that? You mean changing what you do to make money? Mm -hmm. 
I read a piece on art by Kapil Gupta. I don't know if you know Kapil Gupta. He is a very, very wise coach. And I don't know it literally, but he said that art can just exist. It doesn't need to be shown. It doesn't need to have recognition. It doesn't need praise, awards, payments. It can just be. The fact that an artist can just create the art, that is enough, even if no one sees it, because that's the beauty of being an artist. Now, I'm practical. I have a family and two kids, and I want to make my own money, and I want to save up for their education and everything that life has to offer, my pension and everything. So I love that perspective of Kapil Gupta, but I also know that I have to make a living. But coming back to your question that it's important to do something that you're passionate about, yes, because it's what gets you up in the morning. It's what makes your blood run. It would make you give those endorphins. It makes you happy. It makes you be exactly where you need to be. So as I phase out the whole newborn and baby photography, I fully stepped into being the artist that I wanted to be. It scared me senseless. <laughs> I was really um, crapping my pants. But I knew that I was meant to be on that path. So it's still a business. I still invoice my clients. And I just got a request from someone from the States who said, my wife and I, my soon-to-be wife and I, really would like to have a present for our wedding. Could you make a custom art piece? We love what you're doing. Our budget is between a thousand and ten thousand. You just let us know. And it's going like that, which is amazing, which blows my mind. But when I talk about it, I smile. I just light up. I love that I can do that and get paid. And going back to the stage where I was doing those newborn photos and those photo shoots with babies, and I was just feeling drained and starting to get annoyed by all my amazing clients, that's now a thing of the past because I feel that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy, but I do think the passion piece is important. I often get asked the question from my friends, but why do you even get up in the morning when you don't have to go to work? And it's like, I still have things to do. Never. That's like the first thing, but I love what I do. So why wouldn't I get up? Yeah, it's really simple. Yeah. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. I know. Yeah. You get to do it. It's your show. It's your playbook. It's your rules. And if people are genuinely touched by what you do, that's what keeps you going. Even like we both are coaching and coaching sounds so clinical. It's actually supporting and loving the people that you see resonate with you. And when they get it or they improve on their mindset or their business turnover, you feel so amazing because you were able to share your thoughts and help raise someone else. And that's why that's a passion. It sounds really cliche. It sounds really corny, right? A passion. But it's a hell yeah. It's not a, I get to do this. It's a, oh, I get to do this. That's why passion is so important. 
You don't have to be all woo-woo about it. It's just, does it make you happy or not? And since it's your own show, you can change it. You can change it. And you should when you find out that it's not working for you. What do you think is a good way to change things in your business? Like if someone's listening and they feel like things aren't really aligned, I'm not feeling that passion. How can they change things? Just put everything on paper, brain dump everything that you want to do. When you talk about what is that dream business or that dream life, you have all those what ifs. Oh, when I'm old, you want to have regrets about the things you didn't do or the regrets about the things that you did do, but maybe didn't turn out. A lot of people are afraid to change. I I was afraid. I still think, why does this work? But I'm doing it. I'm going with it. But changing is hard. It can be daunting. A lot of insecurity. And when you know how much you're making right now by doing what you're doing, although it doesn't really make you happy, just give yourself space and have fun with writing down how that amazing dream of yours, that passion, would look like. And then go from there. What would it take? How many hours a week could I maybe spend on making a website or start creating the first products or would it fit in my current schedule? And again, going back to we all have the same amount of hours in a week. If you are watching Netflix because you feel so unhappy with your work, but you dream of doing something else, then you just have your priorities in the wrong order because that's avoiding and procrastinating. And I I also watch Netflix, but it's when I'm done with my work and I have a plan and then I have my time off. Yeah, then I can relax. But some people who dream about it, keep dreaming about it. They don't turn that into action. So if you just switch the TV off two nights a week, you can maybe start writing or drawing or painting or illustrating or building or I don't know what's your passion, but it's probably always something that has to do with the work that you're doing, especially since this is a podcast centered around photographers. Being creative is like a prolongation of having that camera and creating images. You're already creating, but it can take on a different shape. So when I started my rehabilitation program and I answered that question, what do you want to do? What do you really want to do? And I answered that, I want to paint. Okay. I just sat down and wrote everything down. What would that take? What would that look like? Who would be my clients? Just like I did the whole dream client avatar for my photography business, especially in the niche of the newborns, I started to do it the same way for that dream client in that future business of being an artist and yeah, actually making money with my work. So just have fun with it and dream big and just write it all down and see if you can make the time for it. Because if you really want it, you will make the time for it. I think so too. I think if you want to do something, you'll figure out a way of doing it. And I also think that for some of those who are listening, they want to keep doing kind of what they're doing, but maybe kind of taking away some things, maybe taking away some things that aren't really making sense anymore, maybe some things they're not enjoying. So basically choosing a niche, getting more specialized and 
based on what I've heard from a lot of photographers, that's quite scary. Because if you're choosing a niche, it means you have to start saying no to things. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any advice for those that have that mindset that think like that, that niching is bad because I'm going to be losing out? Just do it. You're never going to lose out. You're going to open the door and win so much more new information, new knowledge, new people you're going to meet, new insights. It's an amazing journey when you say no to the stuff that doesn't align with you anymore. We are all human beings. It's nature's nature to want to thrive and grow and progress. So you always will learn. You're never done learning. And once you decide on taking that new road, that new direction, you will be on your way. Um, Saying no is something that I'm just doing a training on right now, actually, but people will say yes instead of no, because they are afraid they won't be loved, appreciated and heard. They think that people will not like them or start to get mad. But when I felt that I was no longer in it with my heart while doing newborn photo sessions, I felt like I was doing my customers that disservice. I was not being honest with them. And it's not honest to work in something that you really, really don't want to do anymore. And when I first started out photography, I did everything. I didn't say no. I photographed everything from runways to product photography to portraits, business shots, weddings, animals. I was all over the place. And when I first said, okay, it's going to be newborns and newborns only. I even did a, the final stage of that period was not only newborns, but pregnancies as well. I wouldn't do clients who only wanted to do pregnancy photos because I wanted to have the whole story. You know, when someone is pregnant and they come in and then you see their baby or babies, that's the whole story. And by doing only newborn or only pregnancy, that felt like I was just recording half of a story. So that felt scared. But every time I did it, I knew that I made the right decision because people would give me feedback. Like when I first started doing uh, product sales with an ordering appointment after a photo session, I just tested it out with people who are still my favorite clients. They come back next week for the photography of their second child, which is turning five and they have so many children, but I tested it out with them and I did an ordering appointment with them and they bought everything that I told them about. So that was bullseye. But they gave me feedback and said that they never knew anyone else who offered products with a photo session. So they were so happy that I was moving in that direction and they got it. And when you niche down the right way, people will get it because you are behind every decision that you make. And you can still make that change, even though you feel so scared and nervous and sweaty and but you will see there is a certain way of comfort in that discomfort that is growth i hope you're enjoying this episode come on over to instagram you'll find me at ingvel kolnes and say hi 
and let me know what you want the next episode to be all about. I'm sure that one of the things that's stopping someone from choosing a niche is it means turning down some things. It means that they should stop talking about weddings if all they want to do is newborn. It means that they don't share all the cool pictures they take anymore on Instagram, but just choosing out a select few. And to some, that's the scary part. And to others, it's the feeling or fear of now I'm going to be making less money than what I already do. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, every time that I niche down, I started making more money. So that's something I can say that is not true. That is an unfounded fear. If you show everything on your website, you get everyone as your clients. And that comes with a certain clientele that doesn't really get what you're doing. So they don't really respect what you're doing. So they aren't really investing money in you. And if you have the guts to stand for what you believe in, so choosing that niche, people will see how incredibly awesome you are and how incredibly passionate you are and how you show up. They will respond immediately with investing more money in you. So I started out with 50 euros, 75 euros for a photo session, just everything I did. It wasn't making any sense. And slowly I started to notice that, hmm, I really do like photographing new life babies. And I constantly follow programs and trainings and workshops. And every time I thought, oh, this is an investment. Will I earn this back? And every time I earned it back, and not 10 times, but 40 times, 100 times, so I went from 150 euros per client to 1,500 per client to four and a half thousand per client. I have now got clients who pay me 10,000 for one project. I niche down more and more and more. But it's always wise to have a buffer. If you want to change into something, make sure you have your finances in order so you have an overview of what you would need to make it six months or a year in that new niche. And if it doesn't work, you can always go back. There is never a catastrophe going on or disaster happening. You will have that buffer to live and to explore if it will work for you. And just don't dive into it, not thinking or not preparing. Have some money set aside or have a passive income stream like I have. I have multiple income streams, so I know there will be money coming in, even if I don't do anything. You can work smart that way. So you have the gift of time and space to actually experiment with what you want to niche down on, and you'll see if you'll love it or not. I've done things that I thought were going to be amazing and I didn't like, and I said no, I ended those and followed what I thought would be the next best move. But always bear in mind that you need to do it wisely. I know people who have built an amazing business along their office job, which took them 40 hours a week, and they built something amazing on weekends. One of my clients was working two jobs when I met her, and when I started coaching her, she now runs a full-time photography business. She has two children. She enjoys life. She has amazing clients. But at that time, she was like, I'm so scared to just 
quit my job. And I said, well, let's see what we can do about it. Let's dream big. And she had that buffer, financial buffer. And I don't think she really needed it except for going on a big holiday or something. But she started charging the right rates, doing what her clients loved, selling products, and it just went off like a rocket ship. So it's good to be afraid. It's a signal. I always embrace fear. I always say thank you. And then I start examining what is really behind that fear. And if you know the answers, you can work your way forward and you don't have to stay stuck. That's what I have experienced. When it comes to making your creativity part of what you do for work, what kind of pitfalls do you imagine there being? Or not even imagine, what have you experienced? (laughs) What mistakes can people easily make? No systems, no sales, no visibility. Those three things. You need systems because otherwise you're just doing random stuff. You need to sell your work because... What I tend to see is, oh, I'm a creative. I'm really introvert. I hide behind my camera or I hide behind my computer. I never pick up my phone. Oh, no, I'm just not a salesperson. You know, how are you going to make a living out of it then? Because if you don't and it's something you're really good at and you really love doing, then it's just an expensive hobby. As soon as you start to contribute something to your client, like add value to your clients, and you make money with, then you have a business. If those two elements are missing, you have an expensive hobby. So systems and sales and showing yourself. Like I said, introverts, creatives, they love hiding themselves. They love spending hours on one image, over editing or having 50,000 layers or, you know, we've all been there. If you start telling people online what you are doing, then they will notice you. And you can't open up shop and start on Monday, nine o'clock, and just wait for people to come in. And that's the three main issues that I see when people are in the creative business. Because when you have a dentist or someone who builds a house, you know they will charge you and you pay them. But what is the worth of art? What is the worth of creativity? That's also something very difficult. You have to put a price on your time and your talents. And that's very subjective. You know, building a house costs the hours and the materials. That's very concrete. But being an artist, it's very, very hard to say, I'm worth this much. So when I started out, I was happy with 25 euros an hour. And I remember taking on a project for a drugstore here in Holland, Kreitfot. And they were looking for a photographer to shoot three of their magazines that come out every week with all the discounts and all the offers that they have. So I put in an offer for 100 euros per hour for three days. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm getting rich. You see me? And then when I was doing the job and I was talking to the project manager, I asked him over lunch, why did you pick me? And he said, you were the cheapest one. Oh, I beg your pardon? And he said, yeah, all the others were 300 euros per hour and more. And I was like, oh, I thought I was the photographer, you know, 
shooting for magazines and making a hundred euros per hour. He said, no, three to 400, sometimes even 700 per hour is a very regular rate. And okay, I felt such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, a lot of lessons. That's why I love coaching because I've made so many mistakes. I don't think I've made them all, but I've made a lot. And I can speak from experience that you... You need to stop undervaluing yourself, really loving yourself and respecting yourself when you want to work for yourself in the creative industry. Whether you're a photographer or someone else, really put value to your work. Because I had a client come in one day and he wanted to order a big canvas, but he worked at the factory where they were producing those canvas rolls. And he said, that's such a ripoff because it's only three euros per meter and you're charging 599 euro for this 80 by 80 or 60 by 90 centimeters canvas. And I said, but can you make this image? No, I can't. Well, that's what you're paying for. It's not the product. It's the time and the talent. Hmm. And then he was like, okay, okay, we'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) All those stories. And Just don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, don't be afraid to make mistakes. That's something I agree with. Although if you can avoid making them, that's better. So that's why I share very openly about all of my mistakes to hopefully help someone avoid making the same ones. Because I'm like you, I have made so many mistakes. And after a while, when I've made mistakes in the more recent years, I'm like, okay, this sucks, but... This is something that others can learn from. So it's not so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Just smile. We're not perfect. We're human beings. Yeah. So, <laughs> A lot of people feel like there's a certain way that they need to run their business. This is how a business is supposed to be. This is what I need to do. This is how it is. How do you think that can be a part of what ruins us or ruins our business or what drives us into burnout? Joshua Fields Milburn from The Minimalists always says, You're shooting all over yourself. Obviously a pun to the other word, which I won't say to make this show age appropriate, but all the shoots are just weighing down on us. Of course, you need to do what you love. If you can't, try to build up to that. But if you want to run a business, you have to make money and There is no single formula for making the perfect business, the dream business, the dream business template. There are tons of courses and coaches out there who will show you how to get rich quick or get rich in an authentic way. It's what you need. I'm a minimalist, so I need very little for myself. I need very little because I want to leave a small impact on this planet. So that's for me is important, but I do save up for my pension. I do invest in portfolios. We have so many income streams and we save up for our kids, etc. Although I live on a very low budget, it doesn't mean that I don't like money. I love money and money loves me. It's always in my wallet. It says, I love money and money loves me. It's a very personal thing, what makes a business a success. And for me, a business that makes money is a successful one. But how much money that is, 
or how you should do that or come to the point of making money is as open to variety as the chance of you being born in the shape that you're being born in. It's like one in a trillion gazillion times the way you should do things. Do things that resonate with you. Do things that make you energized. Find the people who love working with you and the rest will show itself. So, of course, you need to have a basic structure of this is my product and this is how much it costs. But do the math. If you know one client takes you 40 hours and you want to have 40 weeks a year that you're working, you can take on 40 clients. You don't need the whole work. So simplify and create overview and just switch off the noise. Switch off watching what everyone else is doing, copying what everyone else is doing. This photographer posts 20 reels a week on Instagram. I should be doing that too. I'm still zoning in on my clients and I haven't posted on Instagram in over a year or something. Um, You can run a business without a website. There is no set formula, but it can ruin you because if you start not looking inward in what you want to do, but you pile on to yourself everything you see around you, you compare yourself with what is everyone else doing and you put that on your to-do list. If it doesn't resonate with what you actually want to do or it doesn't really bring you closer to being in your zone, you will always burn yourself out. So I like to work with ta-da list, like ta-da, I've done this today or this week and I celebrate that instead of wanting to be on the to-do list all the time and checking things off because a to-do list is just a mental load. It's a list because you put things on it. And to-do is always, oh gosh, I need to do this. Make it a today list. What can I do today? And celebrate on your to-da list what you've achieved because every small win takes you closer to where you want to be, hopefully. And try to be in the moment more. That's what happened with me when I started to do all the shoots. I was out of the moment and looking back, to be honest, I felt really low in energy and really exhausted and anxious when I was working on stuff that I did not really want to do or make exceptions for clients. If you really don't want to make an exception and you still do it, you start feeling so much resentment, negativity, and you'll see that the project will not end up the best way possible because so much other things just come in. But shooting is a very, very dangerous hobby. So, yeah, just be with yourself. Everything you know and can do is already in you. You are perfect in an empty room. So if you could give one piece of advice to someone who wanted to work towards having a business that they feel more passionate about, what would that be? Honesty. Always be honest. Like you said, you share your mistakes so your coaching clients know you're honest. If you're honest, if you're just being yourself, people will love you for that. Because there's a lot of imposter syndrome going on. Am I good enough? 
who am I to say that I'm a wedding photographer or who am I to say that I'm a XYZ? You started it because you felt that voice inside you saying, oh my gosh, it would be great if I had a business like this or if I could help people like that or if I could sport, etc. And if you stay true to that voice, that message, you can never go wrong. You don't have to be a people pleaser. You don't have to be everything for everyone. And there is always enough clients for you to run your business. Like I said, when you do the math, you maybe just need 50 or 100 clients a year. You'll get there. There's billions of us. So be yourself, be honest, be open, and the rest will work itself out. It will show itself to you. Perfect. Yeah, I think you're right. I think being honest in terms of what you want to do and also in terms of what you can offer for the client. If you think that you should be the one that does all the things, then that's probably not the case because there's some things you do better than others. And it's not just in your best interest, if you're honest about that, because you'll get to do more of it, but also your client. If you do what you're best at, then your client will be more happy, which again, makes you more happy. So it kind of goes in all directions. Yeah, you create that symbiosis of really getting in each other's space, understanding each other, vibing off of each other. And that's chemistry. And that's something that you can't put on a should or to-do list. And it's all so organic as well. If you show, I don't know, Serena Williams, the 12 steps to become the world best tennis player, she wouldn't even know how to do it because it's all going so organically. It happens because, yes, she trained hard, but she was in the right place and she connected with the right people, but she kept playing. And you can't have a formula for success or happiness. We all have only now. So if you do now what makes you happy or what you can actually vouch for, that's the most honest thing you can do as a human being, I think, not just as a business owner. And if you think, oh, I wasted so much by making these mistakes, then you're living in the past. If you're worried about all the things that need to happen when you're living in the future, what can you do? You have this moment, this moment right now. You get to be here. You're a unique human being. There's a reason why you're here. So embrace that. I'm getting really (laughs) woo-woo. That's okay. (laughs) So what about when it comes to sustainability? Do you have any specific tips that you want to recommend to build a sustainable business as well? Or is it the same? Sustainable in a way that you can sustain it as a human being. I think we've covered a lot already, but sustainable is what you can keep doing no matter what happens. You're in your zone, you're in your niche sustainable certainly i can say what it it's not it's not undercharging it's not being everyone's photographer it's not hiding yourself it's not working without a plan you need a plan i'm surrounded here in my office by my my whiteboards and my schedules i have an annual plan and I don't just have goals, like do this, reach that, but I also have feel goals, how I want to be in my business. If I don't use those, 
then I've noticed that my business tends to get unsustainable. So if I do too much, which I can get crazy about, I suffer from the shiny object syndrome. I'm the creative in persona. I can get crazy focused on something. It's like when people say you're in the zone, that. Like when you're doing something and you're getting it, you're having fun and you notice that, okay, I'm turning away all those pause moments that I have from my Stretchly app, like stand up, get coffee, stretch, no time to skip. Uh, I have to work, work, work. And when I'm honest, those moments are very tricky because you tend to overwork, you overdo, you overthink, you spend too much time in working instead of being. So when you're really into something, it can be unsustainable when you tend to forget to eat on time or to shut down the computer and go out for a walk, stuff like that. I think we all recognize that, that you can just, oh, just one more hour and then this is done and something else comes up. And so sustainability for me is really linked to being focused and knowing what to do when. So that's what I said when I have a plan. And I also have a, a daily thing that I do, like today is for PR and engaging. Wednesday is for my own education and stuff that I want to work on. Tuesdays, I do the coaching. And Monday, I do the content creation and the trainings, recordings, everything. I have my set days for everything but I can get really, really excited about one thing and spend three weeks on it and forget everything else. And that's not sustainable either. <laughs> you recognize that, right? <laughs> it's better to do something every day to move forward on all the areas of your business because you wear so many hats as a business owner, especially when you're alone. It's like the branding, the marketing, the sales, the photographing, the bookkeeping, the PR, everything. So just make sure you have a structure for yourself that works and it will keep you sustainable. But when I start to make my planning every week, I write down in pink what I do in my free time first and all the hours left, which are still a lot of hours, but everything else is structured into blocks of deep work, one thing at a time, one step at a time. And that keeps me from being overwhelmed and anxious and actually having fun. So being in a business can be so much fun. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or stressed the whole time. And I think for me, the biggest change in that, switching from being a photographer to being an artist slash business coach, is that I'm having so much fun. Stress is when I forget to go to the dentist on time, for example. But I've eliminated so much noise and I don't want to be everywhere for everyone. I know what I'm doing is enough and I have a lot of peace in that. Yeah, I agree. And I also have the same experience of planning out my day and how that's helped me, or not the day necessarily, but having set days for different things so that on Wednesday I do this and on Thursday I do that. And that's helped so much because if not, it's so easy to think like, this is what I have to do. And then you do that or want to do, and then you do that. And it's often the things that are for clients, like client work always comes 
ahead. Like you'll always prioritize that and you won't have any time left over for the parts that you need to build your business. But when I've set my schedule in a way where it's like, okay, so this day's for that, this day's for that, that's helped because I know that if I'm feeling like, oh, I really need to update my website, I don't have to just do it. I know that, oh, on this day, that's when I can do it. And I can just add to my list that on that day, that's when I do it. And it's freeing up not just time and it's not just letting me or making me get things done, but it's freeing up so much mental space. Oh gosh, yeah. Space that I used to worry about. Now it's like, okay, I can just do it on that day, not to worry, it's getting done. And it's made me a lot more productive. It's made me a lot less stressed. So that's something I really recommend, just planning out and having specific days for specific tasks. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to lie awake in bed at night thinking, when am I going to? (laughs) You know it. You just, I start with the year. I have a general outline, what I do in which month. Then I take that down to what do I do that week? And then in that week, okay, what steps do I need to tick off those three tasks? And they're done. Okay, next week, let's move forward. But constantly thinking about, oh, I should be and again, a should, another should, I should be doing this. <laughs> oh, you can drive yourself crazy. But I think I call it comparisitis, constantly looking at how other people are doing. You can only feel inadequate and not enough by constantly looking outward instead of staying true to yourself and looking inward. You know you've got this because you started this business, you've got that vision, and you're the only you, you're unique. So don't worry things will happen. You're in exactly the right place. But yeah, planning, not just dreaming. Dreaming is nice and very important, but put things to paper. Paper is patient. Yeah. I really enjoy speaking with you, Yvonne. You always have such a nice perspective on things and you always think that it's possible for people and it's it's just really inspiring and nice. And I'm sure that whoever's listening would like to hear more from you. So where can they go? Mm, Thank you, first of all. I love being here. Well, I have a community, a Creatives Coach community. They just go to creativescoach.community. And in there, I have a free group where I share business and mindset tips. It's called the Thriving Creatives Crew. It's a free crew. You can join. There's an even a vault, which is everything that I share as a bit of a free membership. And people can follow me on everything, Pinterest, Instagram, just type in Creatives Coach Academy and they will know where to find me. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to link to all of those in the show notes and I hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. You just listened to an episode of Sustainable Photography. Please share this episode with a photographer you care about. 